You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi kids, welcome in. Yes, we're back. It's time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Hi there, I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. Now one thing you'll notice uh, that's different, you can't see us today. And some probably are thinking, thank God! Isn't that the truth? And the others are just stunned and amazed as, uh, as we are. But we are... On location. On location. This is yes. exciting because this is something uh, I talked with Nate over at the joinery who's going to be joining us in about half a second. Uh, man, several months ago and just kind of casual, we were here with dinner for some friends about uh, our podcast and, and you know, that we, we try different bourbons and whiskeys and, and scotches and just came up, talked sports, and, and here we are today and I'm excited about it. And we'll have uh, some, uh, Jeremy, you're going to put some photos up on yeah. Facebook and uh, and others. And one of these days, we'll bring the video crew uh, down here and so that you can see it. But many of you, you can go, you can check out the uh, the website uh, for the joinery. It's uh, in downtown Oklahoma City, uh, right at, uh, where was Sheridan? We're right across the, we're right, really in, in the, the heart, heart of Bricktown, baby. Of Bricktown, in the heart of Bricktown. And uh, it's uh, we have Thunder basketball tonight, so there's going to be a big crowd down here. Anyway, getting ready for the Thunder. But uh, once we get going, we're going to get into our usual stuff. We have uh, we're going to try to decipher some word salad from uh, Grandpa Joe. As soon as we go, wake him up in the corner uh, where they're still shooting down UFOs that they still apparently have no clue as to where they're from, what they're doing, you know, anything like that. Maybe so. The Chinese balloon, it turns out uh, they, even though they were saying they just discovered it over Alaska, the truth is coming out that they actually saw it when it wait, launched. Wait, 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 wait. The government China. lied? Uh, yeah, apparently. Weird. Yes. That's unaware. Well, or, before uh, we get into all that, we got, well, and there's more because there's stuff I didn't tell you that I'm going to talk about. Okay. But. Well, that's good. We can, we'll do I that. Saw, we'll, I, oh, I saw Jordan Peterson this week, which was a weird thing. <laughs> Okay, but before we do, Nate is joining us on the podcast. Nate, how are you? I am doing good. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thanks for having us out here. We tell us a little bit about what your role is here uh, at the joinery, and then about the joinery because this is. And I know I just asked you to tell me something, then I'm going to talk. But yeah, <laughs> this place is freaking awesome. Uh, it is that you yes. can play golf, have an amazing dinner, and go retire to a secret speakeasy for the evening, all all in one. Basically one uh, square acre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's got a lot going on in it. Um, so this building is a fantastic building. It's got a lot of rich hi- history in Oklahoma. Uh, it was originally a furniture manufacturing plant in the late 1800s. And so that was the reason for the name, the joinery, because it's a woodworking term. Sure. To be able to join two pieces of wood together to make something out of it. Um, and that's what our company stands for. It's what we're all about, uh, bringing people together um, for community and being able to have a you know a good craft beer, good food, and good company, and be able to enjoy some socialization, and that's what we like to do at all of our locations. Yeah. Um, so this place has a lot going on, like you said. Um, so it's sixteen thousand square feet. Um, so there is a lot going on in the building. We've got four different floors. Um, the main floor is our restaurant, the joinery. It's a made from scratch kitchen. Um, our head chef so Chris good. McKenna and our uh, pastry chef Amber Bloom they do phenomenal work. She comes in every day makes all of our bread fresh. Mm. She makes all of our 
desserts that we have on our menu so from scratch. So everything that you're getting is going to be a unique item that you're not going to find anywhere else. And that's one of the things I like because your menu does change pretty seasonally yep. based on that. And that's just something, you know, my gripe ever since the uh, pandemic is like you go places and it, the food sucks. It's yep. like no matter where you go, you just feel like, man, not only is it costing me more money, it's just not good. Right. And that's the one thing that stuck out to me big time when I came here for the first time. It's like, man, this is good. Yeah. Like, this is good food. Yeah, the food is phenomenal. Chris McKenna, he's he's a he's a mad scientist when it mm-hmm. comes to his ability, but he's also like a true craftsman artist. He, he has an ability to be able to create things out of nothing almost, and it wow. just turns out to be a phenomenal explosion of flavor in your mouth, um, which is is just absolutely amazing what he does. Um, and then when you combine that with all the craft beer options that we have, we, we do pretty much all Oklahoma breweries because we like to support local as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always promoting that. But when you pair that that good beer with good food option, oh, yeah. I mean, you really can't go wrong type of deal. Right. Well, um, and I like, and Randy and I both like, to really try um, the, you know, scotches, bourbons, whiskeys, things that that you just can't get anywhere, right? You go mm-hmm. to any bar in Oklahoma City and you got the same five items, you know? Yep. And here, you guys have such a massive selection of stuff. It's like uh, I went to a Christmas party uh, a couple years ago with my wife and it was, uh, I don't know, some martini bar. But I remember going online and, and looking up, you know, 10 drinks you've heard of but you've never tried. And yep. so that was my game that night and it was nice. kind of interesting. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. And I found out I didn't like most of it. <laughs> but it's it's almost the same kind of deal here. It's like if there's anything you ever heard of, yep. you probably have it and... And or it's can awesome. Do it. Or yeah. can do it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We've got great, great team of bartenders on every floor as well. Um, we really like to give them kind of some freedom to Shout be able to. Shout out to Ben up here yeah, where we're yeah, at Ben's today. doing a great job. He's new to the team, uh, but he's doing a phenomenal job thus far. Um, but all of our bartenders, they're creative and they, they know how to be able to create a, a, a great cocktail from scratch. Um, and they, they're very knowledgeable about their, their spirits and whatnot as well. Um, so if you go down to what you were talking about earlier, our hidden bar, that's, uh, you got to know the code to get into. I love that. Um, if you can get in touch with that staff down there, I mean, they can do some phenomenal things and create something that you've never had before and be able to try something very unique. Now, you were telling us something uh, earlier about, you know, your menu changes with mm-hmm. the time of year and your drinks do too. You yep. have some special drinks that you guys come up with. Yeah, so we did a, we did a winter menu rollout for food and beverage. So we we gave our staff the freedom to be able to kind of be creative with some cocktails and come up with some more winter inspired cocktails that had more spices in them. Mm. We created some infusions in house where we made our own spice simple syrup, apple cinnamon simple syrup, um, and then they did um, some jalapeno cucumber gin and and then we did a, an espresso vodka in-house that oh, we man. made in-house. So we, And then we did a cinnamon whiskey as well made with Buffalo Trace. So we did some phenomenal things. You still have things. that right now? Yeah, we still got some. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah, FYI. 100%, yeah. Um, so it's definitely one of those things that we, we're doing some creative things that are fun here. And uh, it's, a, it's an exciting time um, for sure with the joinery kind of growing and people finding out about it. During the holidays, there were a lot of corporate events and mm. parties that came in. So exposure was great. We got a lot of people in the building that didn't know it existed. So now, you know, we've been talking about eating and drinking at the joinery, which is great. The other thing right. that you can do down here that's a, a little bit unusual, especially this time of year when the weather can be a little questionable, you can play golf down here. It's the, it's joinery, the joinery Golf, golf Club. <laughs> there you yeah. go. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> which is where we are at this particular moment. Yeah, that's my forte. Um, you know, that's what my role here is: is to be the manager of the Joinery Golf Club, and I'm one of the assistant managers in the whole building. And so I run all of the golf events that we have up here um, and coordinate all that. Um, one of the events that we're recently jumped off doing last week was our Tuesday night league nights, um, and it's a it's a fun time. It's a two man scramble format, forty dollars a team, twenty bucks a guy. Come in, play nine holes. We're trying to play as many of the courses that the tour pros are playing, so that way you can pair up and be able to play the same course. Know that those exactly guys how are bad you are, yeah, or you know, <laughs> or how good you are, yeah, right? You know, maybe <laughs> surprise yourself. You never know. Um, but it's a fun time, and um, so we've got a great competition going on. It's camaraderie. It's building, you know, relationships, getting people in the building to be able to meet some new guys that they wouldn't normally be able to come into contact with, mm-hmm. and maybe make some new relationships and be able to take that and translate it to the actual golf course which yeah. is kind of cool uh we do longest drive competition and a short uh closest to the pin as well each one of those gets a free hour of bay time for each session we have a five o'clock session and an eight o'clock session yeah. every tuesday and then we also first place team overall score is going to win four hours of free bay time and the second place team is going to win two hours of free bay time so it's a mm-hmm. it's a great thing to be able to come in and earn yourself some free hours and then the next time you come in to play golf you don't have to pay for golf that yeah. day so it's kind of a bonus so that's awesome well and, and in oklahoma even i mean you know we have two seasons here hot and cold and you never know when it's going to be a good day and the likelihood of of putting together four good hours of weather yep it's slim to none slim to none yeah. but in here it's beautiful yeah it's, <laughs> right. it's a controlled environment 100 percent. <laughs> right. you're the always weather, in from the fairway it's a great feeling exactly weather is always even when you're in the rough great. right yeah <laughs> and you don't lose golf balls that's the oh, other benefit that is so you're cool. not going to lose a golf ball while you're Gosh. in here and you don't have to stress about the added expense that that costs to right. be able to come and play pebble beach or tory pines or tpc saga grass yeah. or maybe even if you want to go overseas play st andrews oh that's cool. um, which is on here as well with all along with about 44 45 other golf courses we've got about 47 courses in total wow um and it's always growing so that's kind of the cool thing as well yeah. well that's awesome nate thanks for having us here i'm Absolutely, looking forward man. to to talking more about the stuff we do here and, and quite frankly just me being here more often <laughs> yeah absolutely well it's it's a pleasure thank you so much guys for coming out uh, it's an honor that I get to be on the podcast to do a little little pitch real fast and yeah. um, I love listening to you guys and uh, I'm sure all your listeners do too so thank you so much we don't like we don't think they like it but no, apparently they, they listen they, so yeah, what they, do do. <laughs> they do we hear from them every now and again yeah, exactly. uh, but in case uh, you know you're new and you haven't been down here yet you can check out the joinery the the website is ctbokc.com and there's some pictures of the joinery there and uh, but just come right on down to to breaktown thunder game tonight you can come down here have a little pre-game whatever a little yeah. pre-game uh, drink to get yourself lubricated for whatever might happen over at the uh, at the paycom center have a little something something to uh, eat and maybe, uh, you know, play a little round of golf before you yeah. go to the Thunder game. Absolutely. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Nate. We appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. All right. And now it's time for a little Thunder basketball talk. Okay. I guess. <laughs> you know, they were home just the other night to play Portland after they'd had a really successful road trip and won two out of three games. Offense is really playing great. And, uh, in fact, that, you know, the game they had in Portland – in that same road trip, they had a great night. Uh, offensively, things were really rolling, and they get to come in, and they're playing Portland, a team just a game ahead of them in the standings, 
and they lay an egg and then, well, you know, it's... score 100 points and get beat by three, 103 to 100. They're playing the Houston Rockets tonight. Well, they got a team younger they're only again, one and too, two right? against. So. But you know, right? I mean, well, they, they, they did, did get right. younger. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Mike Muscala is uh, gone. So is Darius Baisley. They right. bring in Dario Saric, who's not as old as Muscala. Muscala. <laughs> so they were already the youngest team in the league and the second youngest in the history of the NBA. And so they are a little bit uh, younger. younger. They're playing Houston uh, tonight. The last time they played the Rockets, they scored a team record 154 points in a blowout win. I think they're favored by quite a bit tonight. uh, They probably are. They've probably been favored just about every time they've played Houston because Houston is horrific. But uh, for whatever reason, the Thunder have lost to them twice. I know. Uh, this season, so, but hopefully so they won't tonight. You know, I and go, then it's the All Star break. Well, in the All Star break, that's right. And I, and I believe the Oklahoma City Thunder's very own Bill Hooker, who is the uh, video uh, expert out there for the Oklahoma City Thunder, is at All Star Weekend participating oh, really? in the production crew. Okay, John cool. Leach, who's been on the show before, uh, has participated in that show a number of times. And I don't know if he's in this year. He may also be, but he's been a part of All Star All Star Weekend for several years. Um, and so, uh, you know we have, we have three. Players. Yes, we have three players who will be involved. Shea Gilgis Alexander, of course, they will actually play in the All Star game. Right. He was chosen by NBA coaches as an All Star reserve, and then we also have Josh Giddy and Jalen Santa Clara Williams right. uh, playing in the Rising <laughs> Stars uh, challenge, and Jalen. Arkansas Williams is really playing good. You know, he, he had a little bit of a slow... You know, Jalen Wood, Santa Clara Williams, as soon as he was on the court, you could see that, okay, this this guy is going to be really, really good. Right. Arkansas, Jalen Williams, there was a little more of a learning curve for him. But here we are uh, now in the second half of the season. He is really, really playing well. Yeah. And, uh, of course, as... You know, the NBA, and I don't know really for sure how they go about, you know, whether it's eeny, meeny, miny, mo, <laughs> or picking names out of a hat, or I don't know. But Isaiah Joe, who is the number one three-point shooter right. statistically, statistically in the NBA, right? number one, right, is not going to be in the three-point shooting contest. Why would he? Why would he be? Because, you know. Because he's, he's the best, number one, or the <laughs> you know, and so I don't. It know. It is weird, isn't it? it? Yes, I think. Yes. Well, but the All Star Weekend is all about. It's a popularity contest, right? I mean, by de- sure. definition. I mean, there are a couple right. other guys though that are going to be in there. I mean, you know, they're not all of them that are participating in this. You know, they're not all household names. Well, sure. Uh, and so you would think, though, by default, whoever at this point in the season is number to yes. me, honestly, you would get, in my opinion, the NBA should give an invite to the top 10 guys. Sure. Period. Why wouldn't you just do Why it that wouldn't way? You? Yeah. Well, and it's an, well, it probably makes a little too much sense. It's, well, that's true. Uh, and like I said, this, I mean, even think about the way the All-Star game has changed over the years. I mean, prior to a handful of years ago, uh, it was East versus West. No matter right. what. Yeah. And now yeah. it's not. Now it's the East and West captains, and then they pick their teams. And Yeah, who can be from either conference. Right. So And there's, you know, it's all just a... Yeah, the lines are blurred. Yeah. And, 
You know, and that, you know, it's not as bad as the, you know the NFL's Pro Bowl. They don't right. even play an actual game anymore. You know, they did a flag football game. Did they really? Yes. I did not know that. And they did some skills challenge things. Now see, also. to me, that's what I would do. Like to me, if you're not going to actually play a game, just do things like the three point contest, the dunk contest. Just do that because the rest of it's a joke anyway. And if you're worried about injury, which I get, sure, which is really all they're worried about, it, just don't do it. Just don't do injury-based anything yeah. and call it good. And no, just, but, you I mean, know. you know, you could still, like with the NFL, I mean, you know, you could still get hurt playing flag football. Well, you could right. still blow a knee out, I suppose. Yeah. And the All-Star game, I mean, there will be a game. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like really the All-Star game has pretty much always been, there. you know, they usually never play defense until right. maybe the end of the half or the end of the game. If it's close, yeah. then you might see a little bit of defense but mostly, it's a slam dunk show. Mm-hmm. Uh, who can do the most creative slam? Who can hit the longest three? And the Rising you know, Stars is basically the same kind of deal, just with the young guys. With, with the young guys, yeah. yeah. Isn't first it, is and there still the pro am thing? First and second year players. They still do that pro am deal. Uh, Celebrity game. No, I don't think they do do that. That was really fun. I yeah, that was that. kind of fun. So I, yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. That's weird. I do know they mixed some WNBA players in some of those things, too, during All-Star Week. Well, they did. I'm not sure if they're doing that this year, either. Wow. All right. I should have. So they're abandoning, abandoning, well, we don't know. They might be able to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know. I've not seen any names of WNBA stars mixed in with the Rising Stars Brittany Griner's not coming back to do anything? I've not seen. I've not seen. (laughs) All right. We won't won't dive into that. Okay. Uh, But speaking of Russia... So, so you called me Super Bowl Sunday, right? I'm out there shooting a gun at my friend's property, Jimbo's house, and uh, you messaged me about UFOs, and I had not been keeping up with all week. We shot down a Chinese spy satellite, and then balloon, or yeah, balloon, balloon, balloon. yes, balloon. Um, and then, uh, and then we shot down three other items that nobody's willing to call them what they are, and several from the DOD and the Pentagon have basically said we're not ruling out extraterrestrial, but you we're know, not ruling they're anything not ruling out. anything out. Yes, so. and so it, it's the the messaging is really mixed. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about the Chinese spy balloon. You know, that was the first item. And uh, this whole bit about them, uh, we, at first, you know, they were like, well, you know, we're not sure what's going on here. We need to study. That's why they didn't shoot it down. We, we want right. to study it, see exactly what's going on. We think it's from China. All of that was BS. Yeah. Because now comes word that they actually knew it was the, the whole time it was from China because, you know, with our, you know, we have right. spy satellites up there. We watched them, apparently, according to what information is coming out of the Pentagon now, we watched them launch the darn thing. Sure. Back on January 21st. Yeah. So the whole other stuff, you know, that was a lie or right. a misdirection or whatever you want to say well, about it. One of the cats over at the Daily Wire, uh, I think is Michael Knowles, he was talking about how people were asking him what he thought about all the UFOs. And he said, here's my response to what I think about the UFOs. In Palestine, Ohio, there was a chain derailment. (laughs) And he goes right to that. And the reason being, because you have probably the largest, uh, I don't know how to word this, it is probably, uh, it could be on the scale of Chernobyl, potentially, 
in terms of hazard to the population uh, in the United States happening on what Friday or no last week? Well, it, it's, it's been now. It's, it's, it's been, been almost a, two weeks. It's been ago almost now. two weeks. That's right. Because so, when it first happened, really there was very little news that exactly came out the whole point was is that this thing happened it was downplayed like crazy and and our focus was on aliens and the thing is now one thing i do disagree with when michael knowles made his rant is at the end he said aliens don't exist this does first off michael knowles you're wrong aliens do exist but that's another conversation altogether but the big point is is that we're looking at some misdirection here and i i'll be the first one to say i think that's absolutely what's been going on because, you know, what? it's, it's never in the government's best interest. First of all, we know the government lies. So why wouldn't the government lie about what is happening? You know, they're throwing out these ideas. We don't know what it is. We can't find the stuff. They're keeping the mystery alive to cover up, in my opinion, to cover up the real news. That's probably true, yes. And uh, I just find it interesting how the stories have changed so much. And uh, we had three objects that were shot down, uh, and they still don't know for sure, or at least they're not saying, Mm -hmm. what exactly they are. They've also not found any debris from any of these three. Now, granted, they're all in fairly remote locations where they were shot down, and one's under, you know, Lake Huron. But they haven't found any indication of anything yet, And uh, one of them, it took two missiles to shoot down. And I'm curious as to why the first missile missed. Was it something that the object did, was able to (laughs) evade? Was it just not able to get a lock on the object? And where did that missile end up (laughs) Going? Yeah, that's Uh, a thought. So we haven't heard about any of that. And then they came out, I guess it was yesterday, where they said, well... We haven't found any debris. We're not sure exactly what these are, but we've come to the conclusion that they're benign. Probably some commercial uh, entity put them up. And I'm like, okay. You don't know what they are. Right. You haven't found any debris, but you're thinking... That's probably just some right. Joe you, Blow launching you shot something uh, out of something. the sky without knowing what it is. That's, okay, that's pretty that rare. makes perfect sense. And uh, if it is some commercial company, Amazon, Google, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or if it's Joe Blow, don't you think by now somebody would have? Yeah picked up a phone and called somebody and said, oh, by the way, right. that thing you shot down the other day, it's mine and you owe me a half a million dollars yeah. because that's what that darn thing was worth. And, and that has not happened as no, far as and, we know. And the, the bull crap that we can't, we can't recover any wreckage in these locations, I think is a load of crap. And I'm going to tell you why. When Billy Bob Thornton discovered there was an uh, asteroid about to destroy the planet. He was able to get a hold of Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis and get him back to NASA from some sea in the or some Pacific uh, right, yeah. oil rig in less than 24 hours. And all that was taken care of. Exactly. Uh, and then they were able to get their whole crew together in less than 24 hours after that all over the world. So that's a load of crap. The government has the resources. They could find out what's going on. I think we got bigger. I th- one, I don't think there's any... If it's a distraction, there's nothing to it anyway. 
if it's a legitimate thing, and and here's kind of the bigger deal: if there is something to it, if it is an actual uh, anything, if it's if it's nefarious, if it's not, I mean, just the fact that something violated our airspace is a huge problem. Yes, um, I mean, massive. So you know, you, this is this is the first time ever that right. the U.S. military right. has shot down an object. In you know over the United States, right. never happened before. I know, and that's, that's happened three times in the last few days. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I listen to Tim Pool. I'm influenced a lot by Tim Pool, and you know, it is how it is. But he made a really good point. I'm not so sure, and he didn't really say it like this. I'm not so sure we're not at war right now. That we are right now because I think the problem is is that Americans, well, everybody has a picture of what war is. And, that and picture, it's not that yet. It's not that yet. Because you're thinking about Vietnam, World War II, it's World, exactly World right. War One, And even... even the, or you're thinking about World War Three, and our vision of World War Three is bombs. mushroom clouds right. everywhere. And not just that, but you even have Gulf War stuff in Afghanistan. What, you, what you're used to seeing is troops in gear, special forces firing guns. And the reality is we are in a war... It's what do they call fifth dimensional warfare, sixth dimensional, whatever they say. But it's it's an information war. It's attack on infrastructure and and all of what's going on. We look at the train derailments, which is causing massive problems. We look at the a- right. avian flu that has killed out all these chickens. And and I, I mean there are there are salvage companies picking up empty egg cartons by the tons because the manu- the the farmers, if you will, the the chicken sweatshops, <laughs> whatever they're called, they they are not producing. And they've killed off all these chickens. Then you have different, our food supply. This is the thing that people don't, aren't really talking about. Our food supply has been attacked in this country. There's been a number of processing plants over the last two years, a number of meat processing plants that have been just burned to the ground. Right. Now you've got produce, I mean, uh, the chicken plants now are being burned to the ground. Uh, You have, like I said before, the train derailments. You have attacks on uh, the power grid are going on. Right. You, you got, and we had we had various social media companies went offline here a few yes. days ago. Our pets' heads are falling off, and nobody's talking about it. So uh, there are a lot of strange things Afoot. going on right now. <laughs> yes. And uh, so it's it's definitely an interesting time. And I I mean you know I it's kind of a scary time. Yeah, to be quite honest. I mean uh, you know. Yeah, I'm not scared though. I'm excited about it. It's weird. I'm, I wouldn't it say might I'm be. excited well, not, about it. I know, but. I know. But and, and just a little side note, because um, we are at the joinery. I want to talk about it again, just briefly, because it's just super cool. And I'm no, just absolutely, definitely. We need but to do that. My, what, what was the what was the uh, beverage we just consumed? Some old Forester. Old Forester, and it is. Really it good. Really good. It yeah. is really good. I've had uh, Old Forester before. There's I think several... this is my first time, unless you brought it to the uh, podcast. Before. Um, maybe once. Okay. Maybe it's good. Uh, but yes, it's very good. And they have there's several different, like a, a lot of other popular uh, whiskeys. There are different varieties of Old Forester. They have just their regular Old Forester, and then they have some. You know, single batch. They have some pre-prohibition Old Forester. Uh, so there's about four or five different nice. versions. You yeah. know that you can get depending upon what the taste that you're looking for or the price point that you mm-hmm. have or whatever. But yes, and we're and you know where you can't see us like you normally can, but uh, we're both 
drinking our whiskey neat, yeah. as they say, which uh, for those of you in Warwick, that means no ice. That's right. Uh, and I say that with all due respect to my uh, my, my peeps. <laughs> Your alma mater. In uh, Warwick. <laughs> well, yes. that's, and, and, and I bring it up mostly because as I finish that, that could be part of my conspiracy and why I'm okay with not, uh, you know, with what's going on. I don't know. I do know that, um, you know, I this isn't news. Anybody who's been listening to us, watching us for any length of time, I don't remember what episode number we're on, 100 and something, but they know where I stand. Right. And this is just another feather in the cap. Right. <laughs> I, you know, and I, it's just, uh, it, it just still amazes me about how bad things are right now with the administration. Yeah. You know, we had the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, talking about, you know, this big meeting where the president also went, a conference of county, nationwide county officials. And uh, Pete Buttigieg was, seemed to be more concerned about the lack of diversity in construction uh, crews so there's too many white guys in construction. Meanwhile, like you mentioned in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, where a, you know a train derailed and, and and it's like an it's hour a, outside of Pittsburgh. Right. It's an it's hour out. In fact, I was watching coverage the other night from KDKA TV in Pittsburgh, yeah. talking about everything that's going on uh, there and all of the chemicals that are in the air and, and this kind of thing and people getting sick and animals dropping dead and right. fish uh, coming up dead. And we understand now that some of those chemicals have worked their way into the Ohio River. Right. Uh, so it is a bad, bad situation sure. Well, one of there. the byproducts and, of... And, and Mayor Pete didn't even bring it up, no, didn't, didn't even say mention it. No. Well, one of the byproducts of burning it off, which is what was done, right. was creating a gas that's used in World War One. In Phosgene, yes, and then there are various other chemicals others, right. uh, as well, and they they did that. I mean, you know, my understanding is they called it a controlled burn <laughs> uh, because they wanted to make sure this is highly these chemicals are very flammable, very reactive, and they didn't want an explosion. Well, really, I, I mean, you know, the only I, they I guess they prevented what they feared would be a, a huge explosion, but everything else they ended up getting anyway. Exactly. Because they set this stuff on fire, and we have controlled burns here in Oklahoma sure. uh, a lot, but it's usually a farmer burning off, you know, corn stubble or wheat stubble or some, those dadgum uh, uh, eastern red cedars, <laughs> right. and they always do it when the winds are calm, so the smoke will, you know, just go straight up and not Dripped out all over everywhere. Well, the wind was blowing the night they mm -hmm. lit those fires in Ohio. And so you see this cloud of noxious smoke drifting off for miles, I assume, and everything under it. Uh, you know, you know, people were saying that, hey, you know, their pets were dropping dead right. and their people were saying their throat was burning, eyes watering, and all this kind of stuff. And who knows? What could end up happening? Who knows? Recursinogens at the very yes, least. Yes, yes. Yeah. What the long-term effects of this are. And then they were moving people back into their homes in a matter of a few days. Yeah, that's crazy. And there have been other 
places around the country which have been massively contaminated, and they just they just shut places down. We have a city you know, in it, Oklahoma, right? Yeah, a pitcher, a Oklahoma, city, but... <laughs> a little town, pitcher right. in northeast Oklahoma, and the Tar Creek. Uh, site uh, up there now now picture for a long time was not evacuated i mean they mm-hmm. finally have done something but the damage is long done there's a place in missouri i should have looked this uh this up but you go past it when you're going up uh, i-44 a town that you know because of another toxic spill they abandoned you know that you can still see Houses, buildings, and stuff like that's all fenced off with hazardous waste signs uh, everywhere. And, uh, of course, there's a couple places in uh, New York and, you know, various other uh, states where they've had to do this. I also think that it's, you know, you remember the Biden administration, one of the reasons that he ended you know, the Keystone XL pipeline was because, you know, he was saying, well, you know, trains are a lot safer to transport this stuff than pipelines. Right. Well, uh, but, you know, we have, and you brought it up, we've had a, we've had a lot of train derailments lately. We've had a lot of infrastructure failures lately. We've had a lot of things going on that just kind of make you question as to, what the heck is going on right. here in the United States? Because we do seem to be, kind of feels like that we are under attack. Yeah. Not that anyone in the administration would notice, or maybe they do know everything that's going on and they're helping keep a lid on things. Well, because I had heard I, too, NORAD uh, went to DEFCON 4 during all this uh, Yes, stuff. NORAD, and, and they've done... Um, and still are there, if I must understand it correctly. Yeah, there's there's heightened alerts going on right now and so and you you see what's going on with the russian military building up a, around ukraine and a lot of people are thinking and they already have done several things over there mm-hmm. launched major offensives and things of this nature so there's a there's a lot going on that you you really kind of wonder about and all you hear from the president is word salad from both him and from Kamala, mm-hmm. where, you know, Grandpa Joe can't read the teleprompter or somebody's written something up there. I mean, you hear him say things like, <laughs> you know, I did spell that. You know, I just think about, just think about those poor people doing the closed captioning for something <laughs> he's saying. Uh, yeah. That's got to be one of the worst jobs in the history of worst jobs. You know what my favorite closed captioning moment is, is when they have to, like, there's a sound. Like I was watching uh, Supernatural, and there was a part where it's like wor- warbling continues or something, warbling sound or whatever when they're using some equipment. But my favorite one is when someone does this. They go, <laughs> all right, and what they do for the sound, it says blows raspberries. Oh, well, that's there and you so go. now that's there what I go. do. Like that's that's my inside joke with Lori. So I like I'll zer- you know back in the day, uh, uh, Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show called it a zerbert. And so I, I'll blow on her forehead, and I'll, I'll, I'll blow on her forehead and say, blows raspberries. <laughs> now, you know, to radically change gears, <laughs> change gears, it's a really nice day in uh, Oklahoma City right now. It is 58 degrees, uh, and uh, sunshine winds out of the southwest 
at 11 miles an hour, according mm-hmm. to my little weather thing that I have on my uh, phone. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous day. There's five inches of snow on the ground in the panhandle right now. Yeah. And later on this evening, there is a tornado and hail threat in southeast Oklahoma. And that's why you have to come play golf at the joinery. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, in central Oklahoma, for example, uh, we're probably not going to have either one of those have, things. Right, right. Because the uh, what they call the dry slot is going to be over central Oklahoma. Yeah. And, uh, oh, spam risk is calling me. Oh, goodness. Here we go. From Norman. Oh, Must be the University of Oklahoma calling. Are you still eligible? Do you have any eligibility left? No, I, I oh. wouldn't play for them anyway. I'm just going to quickly open that up and then close it out. You know, my phone, it always tells me when I have spam I know. Uh, calling. You get a call from guys all Usually the time. now, I just kind of hang up on them. Once in a while, though, I'll say, uh, you know, something like, my phone is saying you're a spam risk, and right. I don't know anybody in... Wherever it says it's called, I actually do know somebody in Norman, but well, yeah, I have I have her name attached to I was her say, number. I think you know who that is. Yes. So, okay, so uh, Jordan Peterson. I went to see Jordan Peterson on Monday. Now, now you weren't real familiar with Jordan Peterson. No, and so. I was about to say for anybody who yeah. is not maybe familiar with Jordan Peterson, clinical psychologists professor at, uh, I think, some Toronto University or something. He's Canadian. Uh, if you don't know Jordan Peterson... A Canuck, Peterson, is he? He is a Canuck. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you go look up Jordan B. Peterson, or I think it's Jordan B. Anyway, uh, he's, he's in... Right now, he's basically uh, the voice of the... Well, many would call him the conservative right, hard right, you know, extreme right... Um, I think he's just just a person that's speaking out about some some lunacy when it comes to like the pronouns. His his big thing where he got in trouble is that the candidate wanted to pass this bill that compelled speech where you had to use someone's pronouns or it was a felony if you didn't. And he was Which basically a felony. A felony. If you yeah. Didn't use yeah somebody's proper yeah pronoun. It would be yeah, and and it's interesting to me because the thing is like. It's one thing, so, you know, up until recently, we didn't live in that kind of world. It's right. Re- until recently, every once in a while, like growing up, I remember growing up, I had long hair in a, when I was in elementary school and was getting a drink, and somebody thought I was a girl. Okay, that happens because, you know, from the back and you see long hair, long you hair. don't always know, right? Right, yeah. And, and I remember working at a, a bookstore, and this guy was, was I walked up on this guy, his back was to me, suspenders, dress shirt, looking at these books, and I said, can I help you, sir? I turned around, it's girl okay like <laughs> yeah those moments happen things happen yes right but, but that that was it right now we live in a world where even if i like if you look like you i really can't presume this is what they want us to do i can't presume that you're a man or to refer to you well, in so, any kind of masculine so um way. so were they up i i you know hey I don't. Uh, I haven't listened to Jordan Peterson, and I'm not familiar with what the uh, Canadians were uh, wanting to do. But surely it was not going to be a felony if you just. I mean, accidentally. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, you don't wasn't. always know. It's not right. like people have no, a it, it, sign around their neck. It going, was a my problem. Pronoun is whatever. <laughs> well, we're getting my there. My pronoun. My <laughs> pronoun is. You know, striper bass. Well, and I think here's uh, the bigger problem. The bigger problem is that it's not just call me her or him it's that there's like 96 
right versions. Yes. Like it's 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 not a practical yes reality. Right. Like we can't we can't know that. Oh, I'm supposed to call you Za Zagot right. or something. You know, I, I've seen things where yes, you know, there'd be I'm so and so. My pronouns are like Z Zim right. Zaz or. And what, I'm like, you know what? You know, I'll call you by okay. your name. Give me your name. If it's right. if it's Carl, I'm gonna say Carl. Carl, and, sure. And I don't care if you're a girl or boy or some something else. See, and I think I, to me. And I'm just going to, hey, I'm a country boy from southern Oklahoma. That's true. And I'm thinking that in these types of situations, that's what you do. That you is just call them by their name. The, right. You don't say him, her, The problem is Zazie, our natural, see this. this just is, whatever the name is. But see, we don't do, like my wife, I've griped about this for years. My, my wife goes, she's like the pronoun queen. So there'll be seven women in her story and I hear the word her and she. And I'm like, well, I mean, I got no idea who's talking to who, but it doesn't matter typically because there's just her venting or whatever. But my point is, is that our natural thing, we use pronouns. This is what we do. Uh, I say, hey, I was talking to Carl and he said this. I don't say, I was talking to Carl and Carl said this, right? Right. I mean, it's not, and, and I think to turn that into some sort of act of violence is what's so ridiculous. Right. It's not violence. It's just, I'm going to do my best to accommodate you, but who who are you to be so stupid that I, I I make a mistake and you think it's some act of aggression. Well, see what, well, and I, you know, from their point of view, from what I'm hearing from Jim Wagu, whatever. Yeah. That was very uh, offensive to them. Yeah. Right. That (laughs) if they, if their pronoun is something other than him or her. Right. Okay. It is a trigger if you don't you if you use the wrong one, it's a right. trigger that makes them feel bad or feel disparaged or discriminated against or whatever. Now, why? And I, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I never even played one on the radio or TV, <laughs> and I haven't spent the night in a Holiday Inn Express lately. Well, but then you are not qualified. I know. So, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it anyway. As to why something like that would be a trigger to make you have these really bad feelings is, and again, yeah. I'm a country boy from Southern Oklahoma. Why that would trigger you into having terrible feelings about yourself, I don't quite, I don't understand. There, there is and a, I'm just fully ready to admit that. Well, listen, there's an old adage that's going to help you understand. Okay. Uh, strong men bring good times. Good times breed weak men. Weak men breed bad times. Bad times breed good men. It's a cycle. We are on the cycle where we had a lot of hard men, strong men, and I say men as in mankind, there's strong women in there too, that created a very wonderful world for people. And the reason that that triggers them is because that's the worst part of their world. Okay. Now. Which is something else I don't fully understand. You can't. Understand. Because you, you, and you won't. And, And here's the thing. I, I'm probably a little more in the middle on this one, not in not in the bigger picture. I'm saying as far as what I'm laying out, as far as understanding right. okay. those things, I understand it. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I understand it, and I say, well, yeah, grow up. You know, it's like things just happen. I've got 
one of my boys is dealing with a broke down car, a broke, you know, having to pay taxes, his phone stopped working, everything just all at one time. Now that's a lot worse, in my opinion, than someone saying, uh, not saying Zim when I want them to say Zim, they say right. him instead, and I'm right. all like, no, that's just a load of crap. It's delusional, is what it is. It's just delusion, and and it's a built up thing in your brain, in your mind, because they're up until. Right up until in the last few years, that there's nothing that that doesn't even make sense. It's a completely manufactured cultural construct that was not created by the mass. It was created by an individual, right. and an individual creating something for the masses to consume is just not the world we live in. It doesn't work like that. We don't have those kind of choices. I can't create something and say, nope, everybody on earth has to abide by what I just the rule I just made up. It's dumb. That's yeah. happened when we were kids, right? You're playing Monopoly for the first time. You don't like the outcome, and you're like, no, 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 you can't do that. Why can't you do that? It's against the rules. What rules? Well, I mean, it's it's the rule I just made up. <laughs> I mean, that's really right. it. That's yes. all it is. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, and that's what's going on. And I, I it's very, it can be, you know, I, I think for somebody my age, you know, it's a little bit, frustrating that you know that, yes that this is going on yeah you know i'm just like really this is what has you so tied up in knots well this you know so this is what i you know this came up because i said i went to see jordan peterson right and then <laughs> so, we've kind of in typical scatter shooting fashion, fashion we've yes. kind of gone down a couple and of i'm only circling here. back because by and large oh okay jinsaki well we've missed her <laughs> I don't know that we say we've missed her, but I don't know. About this time, I'd rather have Jen Saki than this. Kareem Jean-Pierre. Yes, yeah. oh my gosh. Anyway, um, so uh, I don't know if you guys can hear the music in the in the, the joinery right now, but um, this is a shout out to uh, Vance Raymer because this is his jam. But anyway, okay, uh, yeah. little, little ice ice baby happening. So... <laughs> No, so I went to go see Jordan Peterson, and by and large, I'm, I'm, I got tickets given to me by a friend, and I'm super grateful for it. Um, and I'm like, dude, that'd be great. I've watched a lot of Dr. Peterson's stuff, like on TikTok and stuff. I've just little clips, and I really like imitating him. So that I thought it'd be fun to be able to to say to talk like him and and say it's not easy to to imitate Jordan Peterson. It's not. And 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 you you gotta be you gotta be strong and let's just say for a minute that whiskey does help and you say to yourself well I, I, maybe I'll have some whiskey but then no you can't and so being able to imitate him was gonna be fun for me and I don't think I do a great job I do an okay job so point being me and a buddy drive to Tulsa and I'm already like we had this classical guitar act open up for about twenty minutes and he he plays the song and it's kind of cool and then he says. Then he talks on a mic. He's from Cambridge, and he says, I'm going to be entertaining you guys with some classical classical music tonight. That's what he says, classical music. He then immediately goes into Hotel California, which I thought was an interesting selection wow, after yeah. saying I'm going to be entertaining with classical music tonight. Um, maybe playing a classical guitar, playing classic music, that's a possibility. But I'm just like, bro, you're all over the map. There's no way this is a thing. But anyway, so I go and I listen to this guy. He's, uh, it, it was okay. Well, then Jordan Peterson's wife comes out and she tells a story uh, before she introduces him that is just 
Boring. There's another way to put it. Boring. The sound at the Cox Business Center was atrocious. It was so bad, you couldn't, if they were talking too close of words together, you just didn't know what they said because there was so much reverb in the room. You just couldn't, you couldn't understand it. And there was a loud air conditioner type noise, like a that was just predominant in all of it. And then they were hawking, you know, books and apps and all these different things. So by the time Jordan Peterson came out, I think we listened to 15 minutes of him. And then he just kept saying buzzwords, you know, like, and then, and then, you know, Eastern Europe, they love you unless you're woke. And then everybody claps and gets excited. And you're like, geez, dude, you're just playing to your crowd. Can you say something substantive? He maybe did. But at about that point, you kind of tuned out. Well, not just tuned out. I got oh, out. You had, oh, you got so up and left. I, le- I leaned over to my buddy wow. and I said, you want to grab some dinner? <laughs> so we walked out of there. Um, and uh, I mean, we had an experience, you know, but it was just very cultish. And as, as conservative as I am, I'm a center conservative uh, on the libertarian scale. And even with all of that, you would have thought that I would have enjoyed that. But man, it was such a, it was gross. It just felt gross. So we went, uh, we went to a little sports bar right there close to the uh, place and had a meatball sub, which did not agree with me later that evening, but it was good. It was good on the front end. Um, But anyway, all that just to say the Jordan Peterson experiment um, or experience was uh, less than lackluster and the, okay. Less. than a lackluster. Ooh. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, okay. The other thing that was really bad is the video. So in, in the biz, we call it iMag, image magnification. Okay. All so right. you have the video of him up, right? So we're, we're pretty far back in this room, and the, the video camera never did a shot closer than a full body shot. You could see his feet on camera. Really? Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking... He's almost smaller on the screen than he is in real life. I can't That's see. Odd. It was odd. And he wasn't close enough for me to see his facial expressions or anything. You couldn't. See I mean, we were pretty far back. So it's like, why aren't you zoomed in on his head so everyone there can read his body language, see his facial expressions? And I, I thought they might change because his wife was in the same boat. And I thought, well, maybe they'll change for him. Nope. No. Nope. Well, you know what? Yeah. I'm, you know what I'm guessing that was? Is something that he said, told the production. Crew, maybe so. I don't want. I don't want any tight shots of uh, me. Yeah, maybe so. Because some it's of the possible. sometimes those 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 people are a little whack. That's true. Because otherwise, why would I mean you're not you know you're going to get a tighter shot than you full would body think that, but brother, unless the star of the show says, uh, uh-uh, uh, okay, don't do that. You'd think that, but then the the comment from my buddy came up because he knows my, knows my background in sound. He said somebody's probably going to get fired over that, and I went, oh no, they're not. <laughs> that sound happened. That's what they pay you for. They want to make sure sound comes out of the speaker, whether it's good or bad, is just a crapshoot. They don't seem to care. Because nobody really huh. complains about it, and there's no the, there's no repercussion, man. You see, that's the problem in, in today's world. There's very little consequences, and if there's well, no consequences, things just. If you get call bad. somebody by the wrong pronoun, buddy, it could be a felony in Canada. Okay. Well, that's so, fair. You know. That's fair. Uh, you say there's no consequences, there's but I mean, you know, we got about uh, ten minutes left. All right. Well, I'll what pass. Th- I'll pass this along real quick. Uh, the wind chill. Uh oh. In uh, southern Oklahoma, <clears throat> heat index, 
Slight winds down there, but it's 80 degrees down along the Red River. That's 80 the, degrees. That's the heat index. The I dividing guess. line between Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, yes. Here in Oklahoma City, it's 58, wow. which is pretty much, there's really no, there's very light winds here. It's comfortable. So there's really no heat index or wind chill. I mean, this right. is basically the temperature. I like it. Out at the end of the uh, panhandle, yeah. the wind chill, yeah. nine degrees. Okay, so nine in the state of Oklahoma. Degrees. With the heat index and wind chill, we go from 9 to 80. Yes. <laughs> and Ladies and gentlemen, when you gripe about the roads yes. in Oklahoma, that is yes. why. And the panhandle, where yesterday, <laughs> yesterday in the panhandle, they were having a major dust storm with visibility measured in feet. Wow. Okay? Uh, and winds to 80 miles an hour. Today, they're having a blizzard in the panhandle with, again, uh, where you can only see visibility, again, being measured in feet. But this time, it's because of, of heavy snow and blowing snow on the ground. I'm moving to Gaiman. Whew. That sounds like a blast. Uh, well, it's a little warmer in Gaiman than it is out in Kenton. The wind chill in Gaiman is 20. Oh, well. See, so, it's not uh, so bad. I mean, you know, now just in Watonga, it's 42, which wow. is a little closer to the metro area. Right. It's where we get all the good cheese curds. Uh, there you go. There you go. So, so that front is coming through. And out in the pan, out in northwest Oklahoma, they're having a blizzard. In southeast Oklahoma later today and tonight could be some really big hail and maybe a tornado or two. Mm. Here in Oklahoma City, we'll probably just, it'll be a little windy, not like it was yesterday, Ooh. but a little windy. Thought my house was going to blow over yesterday. Cooler, colder. It'll be pretty chilly in the morning. Yeah, but we get off without any probably snow, rain, hail, tornadoes. We nice. miss all of that, which is fine and dandy. Well, it's a good night to uh, with me. Good night to come out to a Thunder game here in Oklahoma right. City and play golf uh, here at the joinery before, before you, uh, before you uh, go. Out. Which uh, is where we are. The joinery, it's uh, it's kind of, for people who've been in Oklahoma City for a long time, it's in the building that used to house Tapworks. Yeah. A lot of people remember that. It's between uh, Maine and Sheridan. Uh, just uh, Well, it's right on the corner it's of, on Sheridan, of, of Sheridan yeah. and, uh, and Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, that's where it's at. The corner of Sheridan and, and uh, Mickey Mantle on the north yep. side of Sheridan. Yep. Uh, and it is a great place. It really, four is. floors of nothing but fun. Yeah, it's really great cool. food, great drinks, and golf. Yeah, and I will tell you that secret bar, that speakeasy downstairs. Uh, when you get the uh, password to it, and I'm not even going to tell you how to get the password. It's fun to people to have to figure it out. Okay. But when you get the password for it, it's a really cool place. A very cool vibe. Well, you know, most places you know. that. I Make you to yeah, have a password to get in are pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, you know. I felt I felt special, you know, being in there. And I mean, it's easy to get the password if you, you know, work at it a little bit. <laughs> Especially okay. with Google. Usually, what they'll do is they'll give you the the they'll say the the password is the answer to the following question, kind of thing, and then you okay. have to figure out the answer but um but yeah once you have that and you get down there and it is it's almost like walking into a new world so it's kind of cool uh neat decor very mellow very chill and uh and then the golf area 
you know, which all, is where we which are. Is where we are. Yeah. It's super cool. Uh, the back corner is where they do the longest drive, which is physically where we are. And then the other bay is up front where you do the whole round. Yeah. And every uh, every Tuesday uh, is uh, league night. Yep. Here at the uh, joinery, which is a lot of fun. So come down. Well, you, and that's just if it. You've never been here. Before. I think it'd just be fun to to do. Even if you're not good at golf, maybe especially if you're not good at golf. Oh, well, right, especially if you're not good at golf. Not, you're because not chasing as, the balls. Yes, around. and yeah. you're not losing them. You're not losing. You're not losing them. All right. Because golf balls are—they're not quite as expensive as eggs, but they are. Uh, you know, if if you're not very good and you're playing a really tight course. Uh, you tend to lose a lot yeah, of golf absolutely. balls. The way you, you know, the way I play. You know, golf, and this anyway. is the weirdest thing to me about golf, is anytime like I can have the biggest, widest open fairway, and I'm going to still end up on the edge of it in the yeah. fr- either right, like yeah. off the fairway or in the edge, and it does not matter how wide it is. You could have give me a hundred and thirty yeah. degree fairway, yeah, and and yet. You put me on a super tight fairway, and I will still end up just off the fairway. <laughs> well, see, I'm not. I I'm not like that. I'm not like that at all. Hmm. I don't care how wide or narrow. I'm always in the trees. Well, except <laughs> well, yeah. for the except for the times I'm in the lake and or the, the creek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the trees. That's the funniest part. I play a play a course out in Choctaw every once in a while, and it's pretty open. And there's a couple big wide stretches, and there's just like four trees, and it's inevitable. I'm going to be up between all four of those trees. Yeah. Right. Yes, absolutely. Been there. Been there, done that. Especially when I played uh, Karsten Creek up outside Stillwater. Yeah, I I think I played Rose Creek. Is that one? uh, Rose Creek is really, really good. That one's in uh, West That was one of my better better games. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I heard it was kind of hard course. It is a hard course. Karsten is... My over and under on lost uh, golf balls at Karsten Creek is always a dozen. <laughs> if I get out of there with less than a dozen lost good, to huh? golf balls, I'm, I'm good. All right, that'll do it for us. We've been on the road at the joinery in Bricktown. Come on down here. Great time would be tonight uh, before the Thunder game and play a little golf. I recommend before, the meatballs, uh, by the way. Oh, the meatball. And uh, we were drinking Old Forester today, which, of course, is outstanding. A lot of custom-made drinks here at the joinery. Also, a custom menu all done from scratch. Mm. Good, fresh ingredients. Raised short rib. Oh, there we go. There we go. So come on down. We'll be here for future shows as well. Not all of them, but, but certainly some. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of the day. Try to avoid any unidentified flying objects that uh, Grandpa Joe might shoot down. Might uh, you, know, you never know. I'm Randy Ritter. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. You kids have a great day. Enjoy the Thunder game tonight. Hopefully they win. We'll talk to you next week for another edition <laughs> of Scatter Shooting. <laughs> <laughs>